It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. A reverse of fortune, and this time it breaks in favor of the Washington Commanders. But that was the only bit of good news as Washington moves on from three more contributing players, which leaves the team's identity in a state of flux. Heading out of the first wave of free agency and into full-blown draft preparation, we break down the moves and the meaning on the Locked On Commanders podcast. You are Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, free and available on all platforms. And we thank you for making us your first listen or your first view of the day if you're joining us over on YouTube. I'm David Harris, covering the Commanders Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. My co-host, Chris Russell, the rooster, one half of the Russell and Met Her Show on the Team 980. Find Chris and Pete there Monday through Friday, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern or anytime along with this show on the Odyssey app when we're not there or here. We're on Twitter at dharrison82, at russellmania621, and at LO Commanders. Once again, we thank you for making us your first listen every day. Hard to know where to start on this episode, but let's start with some good news. J.D. McKissick, the running back, returning to Washington. He had agreed, if you remember, to sign with the Buffalo Bills during the legal tampering period uh, to start off the NFL's free agency period for 2022. This was a huge loss. For the Washington Commanders at the time when we thought that McKissick was heading to the Buffalo Bills. I mean, you have some similarities between J.D. and Antonio Gibson. Obviously, both of them former wide receivers converted into running backs. But when you look at what J.D. does on the field to complement and almost sometimes uh, in certain against certain defenses, almost counterbalance Antonio Gibson's talent, the uh, the impact that he makes can't be understated. Plus, when Antonio Gibson is banged up or injured or needs a breather, uh, here or there, whether it be for a period, a drive, a game, what have you. A lot of confidence in what J.D. can do on the field. I don't think anybody's calling him a top five back in the National Football League uh, by any means, but certainly a strong one alpha to your one if you have him. So great to see J.D. McKissick coming back to the Washington Commanders for 2022. And the best part of the whole thing, guys, is he took the exact same deal that the Buffalo Bills were offering him. And I think that highlights another characteristic of JD that really needs to be more celebrated uh, amongst us out here in the media landscape, uh, hopefully within the franchise and among fan bases. And that is loyalty. Obviously there's something with this franchise, with the team, with the roster, with the coaches, whatever it is uh, that's motivating JD to kind of reverse course and to come back because the Buffalo Bills are a very well-known championship caliber team, uh, Super Bowl contending team. Uh, every single year for the last couple of years, they've been in contention to head to the Super Bowl and their running game has really been part of the reason they haven't made it to that level. So they were probably looking to bring in J.D. along with former Washington commander Tim Settle. They were probably looking to add J.D. McKissick to be a more dynamic part of that backfield and playing with Josh Allen, pairing with Josh Allen. His skill set really marries up nicely to what the Buffalo Bills were going to want to do. So that's a that's a very, very big decision that J.D. McKissick made. And I think that it should be applauded. Hopefully the fan bases, hopefully you guys out there uh, are really he's he's kind of becoming a fan favorite 
amongst you guys because I think he really deserves the recognition. That deal, two years, $7 million. And again, I mean, if, if you're a fan of the team, you got to love a guy like J.D. McKissick who is choosing to continue trying to build what they're trying to build in Washington, uh, continue to play with the team, and turning down an opportunity uh, to make the same amount of money on a team that, on, that quite honestly has a much clearer path to a potential Super Bowl contention. So again, uh, in my opinion, that's the kind of guy you want to root for. Uh, in 2021, 91 touches total between runs and catches, 609 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, again, a critical partner to Antonio Gibson. We asked you guys for takes on quarterback Carson Wentz. We haven't been able to get to a lot of them so far. We do apologize for that, but we are going to start getting through those. So let's hear one of those responses right now. Hey, Chris and David, this is Daniel from Leesburg, Virginia. Uh, I've called a couple of times over the season. Uh, and I just wanted to give my thoughts on the whole Carson Wentz trade. Look, at first I was very, 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 very conflicted about this whole situation because we are taking on a, I think to me, 28 million is a big sum of money to bring in Carson Wentz. I don't think he's worth that much, but. Look, looking at the market and what was available, besides Russell Wilson, besides Aaron Rodgers, there wasn't really a, a plethora of, of great quarterbacks out there in free agency. And so I think after after we struck out on Rodgers and Wilson, I yeah, I do think this was a rush move, but um but I wanna really wanna be positive about it. I mean, besides all the leadership issues and all the how his ment- mentally how he played uh an Indy the Jags game that they couldn't some figure out how to win that. Um I feel like this is Carson Wentz's wake up call. So I feel like he's gonna really take this situation seriously. Look at all the look at everything around him, the environment that he's around. You know, he has one good chance to play well with this group of guys and make a name for make a better name for himself, become a better leader. I mean Ronald's Rob Rivera, hopefully, he is that coach that kind of gets him in gear and uh, really uh, develops him into a great leader for this commander's team that is need that is pretty much needed in order to even do something. So, and what we've all been missing from the commanders is just a solid, consistent quarterback play, and hopefully, he is that. He was consistent for the first like a, a few months out of the season. You would think it was top five in QBR or something like that, but then. The beginning and the ending of the season was just flat out terrible. So hopefully he finds his consistency consistency with us as a commander. With McKissick, the Washington Commanders snatched victory from the jaws of defeat. But they did take some other losses. Unfortunately, that's how the business works sometimes. And we're going to talk about those in a minute. But first, it's that time of year again as college basketball's tournament is finally upon us. And for your latest odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. Bet Online remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering info needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action at Bet Online, where the game starts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
Thanks again, Commanders fans, for making us your first listen of the day. Make sure you're also following the Locked On NFL podcast. Locked On experts covering the biggest stories from around the NFL every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Cap management can be a pain sometimes, and it was exceptionally painful for the Commanders as they move on from Eric Flowers, Matt Ioannidis, and DeShazer Everett. The Washington Commanders saved $10 million against the cap by cutting Flowers, who turns 28 next year, had one year left on a three-year $30 million contract, which he had signed with the Miami Dolphins in 2020. But Washington acquired him back in a trade last year, but only kept him for the one season. Again, Flowers will be a new addition for a team for the fifth consecutive year. That's that's pretty rough. Releasing Matt Ioannidis, uh, which was met with a lot of negative reaction, will save the team $6.8 million uh, against the cap for 2022. Ioannidis was originally drafted with the 152nd pick in the 2016 NFL draft out of Temple. And since then, he's become one of uh, fan favorites. He's one of my favorites, I'll tell you that right now, and, and a top contributor for Washington, playing multiple positions based on needs and scheme and, and and formations and all that. More of a rotational player, not a starter. Uh, played 73 games in six seasons with the team, starting in four of them, 40 of them. His best year came in 2019 when he got when he recorded eight and a half sacks in a single season in career high. Washington agreed to terms with the United States in the 2019 offseason on a three-year $21.75 million extension. Obviously, that not seeing uh, its full life cycle. He ends... His time with Washington was 24 and a half sacks and with 175 total tackles. Now the commanders did reach out to other teams looking for a trade partner uh, before officially releasing him uh, since they weren't able to find one. And what this means now, uh, among other things, that the team is sticking with defensive tackle Duran Payton. And Duran has has been uh, a name mentioned in potential trade offers. Uh, Chris and I have, have brought him up in, in trade possibilities, especially when talking about guys like Russell Wilson, or potentially Deshaun Watson or Aaron Rodgers before him, you know, when he was thought to be uh, potentially available from the Green Bay Packers. And, I mean, you can't lose Tim Settle, cut Matt Ioannidis, and now trade Deron Payne. I don't, I don't see how you can do that and expect to, uh, to remain any type of successful if you're the Washington defense. So Deron Payne officially sticking around, uh, you know, getting, getting, getting rid of his contract through a trade or release or what have you would have freed up the team with, uh, for, for $8 million. So you would have freed up a little bit more money there uh, by moving on from Payne versus Ioannidis, but apparently the team felt like moving on from Ioannidis was the better move, so they'll save $6.8 million there. Uh, and some some negativity coming from that. His agent, Matt Ioannidis' agent, tweeting tweeting out that the team basically lied straight to their face, told him, told Ioannidis' representatives at the scouting combine that they had no intentions of moving him, that he was a part of their plans moving forward into the future. Uh, and now here you are, you find out that they've been trying to trade him and since they couldn't trade him, they're just going to straight up replace him or release him. You know, perhaps, I mean, the Carson Wentz trade happened after the combine, so perhaps that had something to do with it. But honestly, I mean, you're trying to trade for Russell Wilson at that time when you say that anyway, and Russell Wilson costs more money than than uh, than Ioannidis did. And uh, potentially a, an extension done with Russell Wilson could have shaved some of the current year cap hit, granted. But, you know, it is what it is at this point in time. But bad business if, you know, if the Washington Commanders really did lie straight to the face of representation representative of a player. Uh, speaking of bad looks to Shazer Everett, um, safety gets released with a non-football injury designation on his release due to the injuries he sustained in a vehicle accident that occurred on December 23rd of last year, two days before Christmas. Uh, if you don't remember, single car accident 
uh, that that ever was the driver of the vehicle uh, lost control, left the road, struck multiple trees, rolled over. Uh, ever was driving the vehicle and uh, was injured, hospitalized for four days due to the accident. However, his girlfriend Olivia Peters killed in the accident. So obviously, uh, a, a much worse situation. According to the police report, Ever was driving a 2010 Nissan uh, that again left the road, mul- rolled and struck multiple trees, and was traveling at least 98 miles an hour in a 45 mile per hour zone. So. A bad ending to a bad story and for Everett, who has been charged with involuntary manslaughter, not the end of the story for him, but the end of that story as it relates to the Washington Commanders. With these three moves, in addition to everything else they've done, in total, the team saves about $19 million uh, with even more salary cap savings still to come with the Landon Collins release being a post-June 1st release. If you go back to the episode uh, where we talked about Landon Collins being released, you know a lot of people were reporting the salary cap savings, and it was all based on pre-June 1st, and I kind of speculated that it might be smarter if the team holds on to him uh, from an official standpoint until after June 1st uh, in order to to save more on the on the cap hit uh, than they do with the pre-June uh, 1st release. It'll be interesting to see. Maybe it's already happening, but interesting to see if the team is going to go ahead and allow Landon to start talking to other teams. Not sure if they're going to do that or not. So, again, uh, kind of a string of bad news, right? Three Three other players. Leaving the team, you already have Tim Settle uh, that has gone ahead and left. Bobby McCain has returned. Carson Wentz is coming in or is officially part of the team now and uh, had his press conference. Chris and I will talk about that more on tomorrow's episode. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. A lot of Washington fans, a lot of people around Washington, not, a whole, not really happy on what's going on. But look, at the end of the day, we were all really happy with what happened last offseason, and it did not go well. Now this year, maybe, maybe the mojo is going to flip. We're going to be unhappy with what's happening during the offseason, and then maybe the product on the field will be better, and that will make everybody feel better about how they felt during the offseason. If that happens, Carson Wentz probably going to be a big part of that. So before we get to our final segment of today's episode, let's take a listen in from another Washington Commanders fan talking about the Carson Wentz trade. All right, what's up, guys? It's Ryan from Virginia. Uh, look, guys, I might have called in anyway, but David, you're you're basically begging me to call in where you said, like, oh, someone call in that is at least nominally pro-Wentz. And you know what? Maybe I'm too optimistic, but yeah, you know what? I'm I'm pro Wentz, all right? I'm pretty young. And besides RG3, this guy is the most talented quarterback that I will have ever seen play for the Redskins, football team, commanders, whatever. This guy's got talent. He's six foot five. Yeah, he had he had an atrocious season, but you know what? He's not gonna have a drafted guy behind him. All he's got is Taylor Heineke, and he knows like the rest of us that Heineke is not a starter in this league, or he if he is, he's a low level starter. He's not going to flip out. I think once he's going to be okay, you know what? If it doesn't work, we can cut him after one year with no dead money and go for someone else or pick someone else in next year's draft. And next year's draft is way better for quarterbacks than this year's draft. I am, I'm not like super pro this deal, but I'm not as against as everybody else. 
So uh, thanks for taking my call, y'all. So Washington is making some moves to save money, and we can all relate, of course, to that motivation. But what the cap-cutting moves say about Washington's identity moving forward, that's next on Locked on Commanders. But first, let's stay on the saving money theme because with the ever-increasing number of makes and models of vehicles, it's literally impossible for your local auto parts store or your dealership to stock all the parts you're ever going to need and all the brands available. So you're going to get a limited uh, access to the resources that they have available and you're going to get them at their prices, which are going to be marked up because they're buying straight from distributors. Some distributors like rockauto.com, they're actually dealers who will order your parts that you order from them through rockauto.com. If you think you're getting them for the same prices that they're paying, you got another thing coming. So go directly to the source, go to rockauto.com because why would you spend 30, 50, even a hundred percent more for the same parts at a chain store or car dealership? When you have access to a computer, you have access to a smartphone, you have access to rockauto.com, a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years with reliably low prices for every customer, whether it's brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, or new carpet, what have you, they've got it. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts need. Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, right locked on in there, how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. 73 here at the Locked on Washington Commanders podcast. David Harrison solo on this episode on Twitter at dharrison82. My partner, Chris Russell, at Russellmania621, the show at LO Commanders. We will be back together tomorrow for our final episode of the week. But for today, we've got one more segment here with just me. The Washington Commanders are losing three former captains this offseason. Shazer Everett, Landon Collins, and Brandon Scherf all moving on to new teams or new situations in separate ways. The contrast between how each of them is moving on cannot be um, understated. One clearly just didn't want to be with the team. Brandon Scherf not taking anywhere near a highest paid offensive lineman ever type of contract with the Jacksonville Jaguars, guarantees or no guarantees. Um, Landon Collins did offer to help the team out, which is actually kind of surprising a little bit. Uh, financially uh, willing to take a pay cut to stay with the team, but he got pushed too far, got pushed uh, for a second pay cut after Carson Wentz was agreed to be traded to the team. And that was one line too far for Landon. So he will be moving on looking for a new team. And then of course the tragic circumstances surrounding DeShazer Everett and what he is going through and what happened to his girlfriend. But none of them, none of those captains as, as much as, as much of an influence as they were during their time, none of them really embodied the identity of the Washington commanders, or at least didn't feel like they did. So what is the identity of the Washington Commanders? I think that is the question that has to start getting answered here. And whether it's Carson Wentz, whether it's Chase Young, whether it's somebody else that's going to help establish the identity of the Washington Commanders, they've got to be able to try to figure that out. Because if you don't know who you are, when you're going into battle, if you don't know who you are or what you're really capable of doing and how you accentuate the things that you do best, it's really hard to go in not knowing how to do those things or not even knowing what some of those things are and defeat somebody else who has those things kind of figured out for themselves. And I think when you look at a team like the Dallas Cowboys, so again, going back to Ron's comments at the scouting combine, you have to learn how to win inside your division before you can learn how to win inside the conference, inside the league, all those things. So when you're, if you're Washington and you're Philly and you're New York, you're looking up at Dallas and, and as much as that pains you, that's the team at the top. For everything the Dallas Cowboys don't do, the thing the Dallas Cowboys do, and they do well, is kind of understand who 
they are and who they want to be. So like you have Ezekiel Elliott that a lot of people are, are kind of moaning, groaning over, doesn't get enough touches and all these things. The Dallas Cowboys don't want to be a run first team. They want to live and die off of Dak Prescott. So they go out there and they try to do that to the best they can, the fullest thing they can. Now it doesn't always work out. Uh, agreed. But you know who you are. For the Washington Commanders, you go back to last season. I mean, even with Ryan Fitzpatrick, was this going to be a pass-first team or a run-first team? If they were pass-first, is it pass-first because that's just the game today? Or is it because we really believe that's our strength? Or is it because we just don't want to get Antonio Gibson banged up? Or is it going to be a defensive first team? Okay, if it's a defensive first team, what's our strength? Are we a run-stopper? Are we a pass-rusher? Are we are we a, a pass-defense uh, team with a really strong back end? What are we? We were supposed to be a really strong pass-rushing team. That didn't really come to fruition. So once once that didn't come to fruition, then once Ryan Fitzpatrick got hurt, now the unknown of Taylor Heineke comes in. You really had a team that just never got on stable footing. This year, this team needs to find some stable footing. They need to come into training camp. If you're Ron Rivera and the, and the coaching staff and you come into training camp not knowing what you want this team to be or how you want this team to be represented, that's going to be a problem for me. And I think they need to come in and understand who they have, who they are, and what they need to do. And it starts with Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, for as much as people give him grief, there is something that we can all hopefully agree on. And if you're being realistic, you should agree on. He is a better quarterback than Taylor Heineke. He has a better arm. He's got better accuracy. and He's got a better track record. Now, does he have some leadership flaws? Absolutely. Does he have some mental stability as far as like mental acuity uh, in the NFL game and, and, and strength? Uh, question marks surrounding him. Absolutely. But that's where the identity comes in. Are we expecting Carson Wentz to come in here and save the team, carry the team to victory and rescue uh, everybody? I don't think so. And if if that's the case, then, okay, we can work with this. And I think that's kind of listening to Daniel, listening to Ryan. I think that's kind of the theme here. And I, I went on the Trapper Dive uh, podcast recently, and I kind of talked about this very same thing that and Ryan, you you mentioned there in your voicemail. This is a 2022 situation. Look, the the Washington Commanders wanted Matt Stafford in 2021. They didn't get him for whatever reason. They didn't give up enough. They weren't willing to give up enough. Whatever it was, they didn't get him. So they went after what they felt was the second best option. They got Ryan Fitzpatrick, and the plan was Ryan for a year will reassess, readjust, and reattack the quarterback position. Ryan Fitzpatrick gets injured. Taylor Heineke comes in for a year. What you learn is you definitely need to address the quarterback position. So they go again. They go after Russell Wilson. Now, the reports are that Russell Wilson de- declined to waive his no-trade clause, which would lead you to think the Seattle Seahawks were willing to make the trade, potentially. So in that vein, at least you can be happy that, hey, an NFL team was willing to trade a franchise quarterback to your NFL team. The player just chose a different location, and that's really, you know, that's just really what it boils down to it. So once again, for a second year in a row, Ron Rivera and his staff are left with the option of, going to the next best option. So what's the next best option? Another veteran quarterback with some proven track record of sustainability that is a one-year marriage. This is a one-year marriage. It's an expensive marriage. It's a $28 million marriage. Got it. But it's a one-year marriage. And let's be honest, DeShazer Everett was probably always going to be off this team. Eric Flowers probably uh, was already kind of in, in that same boat. I don't think they released Eric Flowers simply because of the addition of Carson Wentz. Matt Ioannidis, obviously, you know, they were they had plans of of moving him either way. And then Landon Collins, that's a little bit of a different situation, but that that player is moving on as well. So now you have a one-year situation with Carson Wentz. But 
if you somehow stumble into a win and you somehow stumble into a quarterback that helps you win the NFC East this year, and you can look at Carson and say, Carson Wentz helped us win the NFC East, you've already got him under contract. You're not going to have to bid against yourself to keep him. You've got him if you want him for two more years, to Ryan's point. If it doesn't work out, which I know a lot of people are already assuming it's not, and, and to a certain extent I am too, but if it doesn't work out on the field, because what I believe doesn't matter. Like Carson Wentz, make no mistake about it. Carson Wentz doesn't go out there week one and be like, man, probably would have thrown that touchdown. But you know what? David Harrison over at SI and at Locked On Commanders doesn't have faith in me, so I didn't either. That's not I, – I like me, but that's not going to be a thing that happens, okay? If Carson Wentz goes out there, if Carson Wentz goes out there and flops, you move on from him next year. But this year you have a veteran option come in and compete with Taylor Heineke, be the starter, be an, an improved starter – at least from a physical standpoint. Mental standpoint, every every failure is an opportunity to learn a lesson. So again, to Ryan's point and to, to Dan's point, if he's learning these lessons as he goes, hopefully we're getting the quote-unquote best version of Carson Wentz. Uh, and honestly, guys, the return to 11, the return to the NFC East, those are huge motivators. That alone could create an atmosphere where Carson Wentz puts the ego aside and sticks to the mission. So. That's kind of my question is what is the identity going to be for this team moving forward? And that's what we need to figure out. And if Carson Wentz can survive and play within the identity, because I don't believe it's going to be our identity is Carson Wentz leads the way. No, I think it's still a defensive focused team. Probably a lot of running back. You're probably going to get a bigger receiver added to this group via the NFL draft, something like that. Look for like a Christian Watson if he's available in day two. And it's going to be, Shorter passes with some deeper shots because we still want to be aggressive. A lot of running back, a lot of tight end, a lot of check down. Score enough points, 22 to 24. Get us 22 to 24 points per game. Let's let the defense carry the day. That, I think, is what the the identity of the team is intended to be. If they can establish the identity early and execute it and live that identity, then this Carson Wentz thing potentially could survive. But again, Carson Wentz has to be able to put his ego aside. Every failure, every stumble is a chance to get better and a little bit more humble. We'll see if we get that version of Carson Wentz right now. And I think that's why we have some reason to have hope that this thing could work. Let's hear from one more caller answering our, our, like Ryan said, basically begging you. I call it inviting. Ryan calls it begging, but asking you guys to come on and give us more reasons why this Carson Wentz experiment might just work out. When it comes to Carson Wentz and that whole debacle, I think where I have the biggest problem is that we bring in a guy who's going to have, or if you had brought him in off free agency, there would be a quarterback battle to find out who really was our best chance at starter between Heineke and Wentz. And who knows what, who would have come out on top. The problem is we're stuck with, let's call it, $28 million hit on the salary cap. Then there's a distinct advantage for Wentz getting the starting job, even if he's not the best quarterback. Uh, I mean, you pay that kind of price tag, and when it comes down to it, Washington's going to try and save face because what happens if you spend that much money and you end up getting a backup? So uh, my prediction, I'll predict that by week six, there is a change. Or uh, Wentz is on the bench, whether it's health, whether it's attitude in the locker room, whether it's just piss poor play. But that's my prediction. I think by what, week six? Washington is regretting that and uh, get somebody else playing at quarterback at that point. But uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, Todd from Utah, 
Thank you. All right. So a little bit less enthusiastic there about Carson Wentz. And look, I think, you know, here's the thing. If, if, if Todd's prediction comes true and Taylor Heineke or, or somebody else uh, is playing quarterback for the Washington commanders in week six, the silver lining to this is, you know, that what you have isn't going to work. I know we've been down that road before. Like let's, let's, let's stop singing the same song and, and dancing in the same tune. And I, and I totally get it. Um, but at least, you know, what you have or what you don't have. And that's my hope. So again, if Carson Wentz plays 70% or more of the offensive snaps in 2022, then the third rounder next year going to Indianapolis from Washington becomes a second rounder. If you by week seven, by week six, seven or eight, if you, if you don't know that Carson Wentz is going to be able to take is, is capable of taking you to the playoffs. Like there can't be this. It could happen. It's possible. No, we either need to be on the path towards playoff football. If I'm Washington or you're benched, you're sitting $28 million be damned. You're sitting because if you spend 71% of the snaps on Carson Wentz and you miss the playoffs, you're giving up a second round draft pick, a top 20 second round draft pick for nothing for, for essentially nothing. Cause you're starting right back to where you were before. So if Todd, if, if you're correct and, and Wentz is sitting on the bench by week six, um, at least, you know, your team will have a second round draft pick. So I appreciate Daniel Ryan and Todd for calling in. And we thank you again, all of you for listening to Locked On Commanders podcast, making us your first listen to the day or your first view of the day. If you're joining us over on YouTube, now make your second listen to Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts, just like this one. We will be back. Chris and I will be back to react to more Washington Commanders news, including the reported addition of offensive lineman Greg Norwell. If you've got questions or topics you want to discuss, in the meantime, send them in to LockedOnWashingtonCommanders at gmail.com or call in and be a part of the show by dialing 301-615-3577. For Chris Russell, part of the Russell Methurst Show on the Team 980 with Pete Methurst, I'm David Harrison, writer for SI.com's Fan Nation. If you're out and about, please be safe. Be kind of one another. Thank you for joining us right here on the Locked On Washington Commanders Podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.